we're realizing now that almost everyone, I would say everyone over the age of 18, has experienced some form of trauma, even if it wasn't the type of trauma that we think of when we think of that word. But even to just feel unloved, to feel rejected, to Mm -hmm. feel constantly judged, to feel less than, to be disciplined in a way that our little heart when we were kids did not understand and was unable to accept. So many things translate into trauma and we hold these things in our bodies and we hold them in different parts of our body. Hi friends and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years' experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's Cosmic Chat with Debbie Sugarbaker. We are going to be talking about manifesting and co-creating the lives that we desire and feeling the feelings around that. And I'm going to be bringing on Tara Greenway, who is the creator of Beyond Your Belief, She is a master theta healer, among other things. We're going to be talking about manifesting. Tell them to join us. Hi, Tara. I'm so excited to see you and to connect with you. I'm so excited, too. It's so good to see you live. I've been following your content recently, and it's so powerful and inspiring, especially around manifestation and releasing emotion. So I'm so excited to talk to you about that today for our listeners to connect with. Definitely. Testing is something that's always been a hot topic for 10 years or something, but definitely, obviously, around the new year. January 1st, Lunar New Year is coming up, and people start really thinking about it. And it, at least New Year's resolutions are getting a little bit of a bad rep now, rightfully so in a certain way, because everybody's, this year I'm going to, and they set these unrealistic goals and expectations. And then research shows that by the end of January, like 80% of them have just failed. And then they they feel worse instead of better about themselves. And so it's not helpful. But 
I still like New Year's because <laughs> I think it's a time to look back and go, for one thing, it's time to celebrate. And then it's a time to be like, okay, what is the stuff that is not working for me? And what is it that I do want? Instead of thinking, okay, here's the things I'm going to manifest, because I've been trying to help people do that for the 18 years of my healing career. And sometimes people just, oh yeah, I changed my beliefs and now I have everything I wanted, but not all the time. And those are the people that I want to make sure that I'm also supporting. It's not the people who are just like success stories within six months, but the ones who are like, I still don't have my soulmate. I still am not like making any money from my healing biz or whatever it is. And so that's what I started to look at it in a different way now of what mode are you in when you're looking to manifest and when you're just in your day-to-day life? Yes, definitely. Another thing is working with the solar plexus, which is all about that ability, that capability and that worthiness and the deservingness. And for a lot of people who are super sensitive, I think, or fall more on the empath spectrum. It's like we have a lot of issues around the solar plexus and we tend to find ourselves in situations where it's like, we just can't like get into that place where we're like, we deserve it. We can see how everybody else around us deserves it. We can help somebody else deserve it, but it's really hard to get ourselves into that place energetically. So I love that you work on different levels. You're mentioning like what's hard for a lot of people and especially empathic people, right? Yeah. And that's a really good way of looking at it because it's not just that I guess I'm not doing such and such, right? Like people are so hard on themselves and come to the conclusion, either this technique doesn't work, this technique of manifesting, or I'm just unable to do it, which is usually what people do. I just can't do it. I don't know why. I observed these four different modes in different clients and in myself, honestly, because I find that's often what people are coming from in not just in manifesting but in their whole lives we're manifesting all the time and we're manifesting consciously and subconsciously and i want to say too that there's other stuff that happens to us that we didn't manifest for and it's not our fault life still happens we can't control what other people do we can't control what's going on in in politics or in any pandemic not everything is within our control which drives some people crazy but I find that often people are coming from either victim and I confess that I come from there sometimes because I just feel like oh but I try so hard and I just want the best for everyone and why are people so mean (laughs) that's a victim mentality honestly or they might come from I call it procrastinator or sometimes perfectionistic procrastinator that can be what procrastination is about. It's not like you're lazy. I've never met anyone who's lazy. It's that you want everything to be so perfect that you're afraid to start on it. And then spiritual bypassing, which is just, oh, no, positive vibes only. I can't think about anything negative. Don't anybody say anything negative to me ever. And it's, that's, it's a little brittle. And then there's forcers. So forces are opposite of the others. And they're not that like intuitive, like compassionate. They're like, we're going to get this done. And so forces are like pretty good at manifesting, but at what cost to themselves and to those around them sometimes. Yeah. So they might not always be like in the the vibe of their health, the best thing for their body. They might be. They've disregarded that largely. Yeah. And that's so hard 
for them. I don't know. Do you know anybody like that? Who they're like a superstar in their field, but they're miserable and they're not healthy and they never get to spend time with their family or friends. Yeah. Yeah. I do know people like that. I don't know if they're like miserable or not, but I know that they struggle with other aspects because a lot of times we don't see things as everything is compartmentalized, right? So we see this is work. So I push in this, but then this goes. And I think that the place that we're all headed towards, especially with like work that you do and the work that we do in the consciousness and energy levels is like making everything more holistic. So the way that I show up in my life is the way that I show up in my life. Yeah. And the relationships, I show up as me. I think that's like what we're all trying to get to. But to remove all of those programs from childhood of perfectionism, it's like we're constantly seeing it. So we're constantly getting this chance to cleanse it. Hi guys, I'm quickly interrupting this episode to let you know that you can now support the Cosmic Chats on Patreon. Check out my page, Debbie Sugarbaker Cosmic Chats, and feel free to become a monthly donor. We so appreciate it and it helps us to keep this show going, to get this information, this wisdom, this energy out there on the waves and touching hearts and souls like yours. Thank you so much in advance and enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, and I think you definitely come from that authentic, beautiful place and all of these cosmic chats that you're doing. It's amazing what you're putting out there. Thank you. I think that a lot of people are coming from that place of authenticity and they want their relationships and their work life and their personal life and their health, but not everyone. I think at first Instagram was actually really complicit in making the world the worst place and and I think especially since COVID that it has evolved Instagram and it is now helping people to be more authentic and to see oh look at this fail or look how this person I thought was so perfect oh my gosh look she's really being honest in this live but there still is a lot of the the curating our lives I think many of us put the worst of ourselves out there (laughs) on Instagram nor am I recommending that we should and there's always those boundaries too about if I'm going through something really huge and this does sometimes happen I have two daughters one is 21 and one is 13 and I can really mine my relationships with them and what we all go through and and help people with it but within the past several years now it's become clear to me that's not within my rights to do because that has to do with them I don't show the stuff that happens with my kids anymore I'm really lucky if I get to post a picture on a holiday with that because they're very or they're like are you gonna post this is this for Instagram I promise I won't I am your mom and I still get to take a picture every once in a while but they're very sensitive to it as well they should be because they know oh if this is going out into the world it's not okay there are parts of our lives that still aren't out there but yeah we're starting to get more authentic but certainly not everyone. Yeah, but I think that it's calming. It's exciting. You're connected with something higher. Like I know something that we connect with in Theta Healing is like you're able to connect with your higher self. You learn how to do that. You get these tools to kind of connect with that part of ourselves that is connected to inspiration, that is creative. The creativity being like yeah. the big point just makes yeah. life so much more fun. And I love that word that is connected because we are, we're connected to our higher selves. Of course, we're also connected in my view to source, to the universe, the creator of all that is, whatever you want to call that energy. It's one of the few rules we have in Theta Healing that the client or the person that you're working on has to believe in some kind of divine energy. 
I think that's just wording. I have never had a client that I couldn't find some word for it. Some people are like, I don't believe in God. So if I have to believe in God, because that's actually how it was, how it's phrased in one of the faith healing books is they have to have a belief in God. And I'm like, oh, I'm from New York. Like not everybody, I believe in God. I was raised that way, but certainly not everyone is. And God was, you know, people were taught that God was a judgmental, horrible male. Like why would they believe in God? Um, and so I just say, do you mind if we connect to the energy of love that runs through all things. And people are just like, yeah, I would love that. It just depends on how you say it. I love it. But it is about that connection. And manifesting is about that connection. And it's about feeling that connection, which means you have to give yourself some tools to be able to feel it. While you are attracting the things that you would love to have into your life, and while you're just still wanting to attract those things. So in other words, it's not dependent. Our connection to source is not dependent on whether we're getting what we want or not. It just is. It. Yeah, because then it's something that we can return to any time. Yeah. And like we tend to get into this place where even I was sitting outside the other day and I realized like I felt so contracted. And why did I feel contracted? Because I was thinking this and this hasn't happened yet. So this and this isn't going So I was just seeing myself like this little receiver and this is God. And I was outside and I was praying and seeing things in a different way. I would tap into my poet self and I was like, okay, instead of that, maybe I need to appreciate that I'm connected to this divine intelligence and appreciate the earth. And I was sitting over some water and I started like connecting with the trees and going into everything that was there and being in wonder also of how like you said, reflecting on the year in the new year is very powerful time. That's one of the reasons why you like the new year. And I thought, yes, because when we reflect on all the things that have happened in the past that have gone right, or the things that I've done where I felt strong and the things that I've done that were great, giving myself some credit, it's not something yeah. that most of us usually do. We get stuck in that place where we're like, I don't have what I want and I'm not good enough. And that's a very contracted place. And I think like what you're saying that we can always connect to the divine is being able to just recognize and notice when I'm in that space and then start noticing the things around me and energetically, vibrationally move myself into a different space. But the question is, how do you move yourself into a different space? So what you're saying is so beautiful and I'm so impressed that you just sat there and just did it. (laughs) And I know that you've worked very hard at that though. Some people are just born doing that, but not very many. So you've worked hard at changing beliefs systems. And I don't even know what all else you do to get yourself to be able to go from, I don't have this or this, I've done this and this, and why can't the universe just support me? And you went from that to, I think I'll just be here now. And I think I'll feel the wonder of the fact that I'm here. And I love what you said about patting yourself on the back too. Some few people overdo that and get very egotistical, but the vast majority of people we never give ourselves credit yeah. for how far we've come, for how much we've come through. So that's amazing that you were able to, like, how were you able to do that? I just think that it's like a lot of practice and and it's also taking care of my vibe on a spiritual level, that maintenance, then it's easier to find that when I need it. If in the day-to-day, my habits are supporting like a spiritual connection, like reading something from, I don't know, some people connect with the Bible or some people connect with another book or you connect with the Bhagavad Gita, whatever. Having some sort of practice 
really helps me. And I can say there's been times where I really felt like I was like stuck in the lack and that was in periods of grief of and that can be really just. And some of those times, I think you just have to accept yourself, learn different lessons, self-compassion and absolutely always find a way to elevate it. Yeah. I'm just wondering what tools you use and you're saying that you use, I mean, you have a very deep spiritual practice. Yeah. And that's what you go back to. And what you're saying, it sounds like too, is that you keep alive the practice of both your spirituality and your emotional life, like you taking care of yourself. You're keeping that alive every day, even on days where you don't really need it. You're just keeping it alive so that in those moments where you feel, you would use such a great word, contracted. In those moments when you feel contracted, you're able to sort of unfold your yourself. But to do that, we do need to have tools. And so that's what I help people with because most people don't have them. I know hardly anyone who just, like I said, it's just born. They just are happy and they just deal with everything no matter what. And they just, well, I've seen you doing the tapping and I yeah. said, okay, I'm do tapping or I've done theta healing. That's why I think it's so beautiful to build up a toolbox, whatever it is to become more of an agent in our lives. So we don't feel like the victim of whatever's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the tapping, I love. And I love Theta Healing too. Tapping is something that you can use in those moments of like, I just feel off. And whether you mentioned grief, and we all, some of us more than others, but we all have grief in our lives at one point or another. Some people came to grief very young. Some people don't come into it till later in their lives. And then they have never done it before. We all have grief in some form. We all have even trauma in some form. People are getting more informed about this now, but we used to think that trauma was only like if someone died, if you were in a car accident or a war, or if you experienced physical or sexual abuse. We're realizing now that almost everyone, I would say everyone over the age of 18, has experienced some form of trauma, even if it wasn't the type of trauma that we think of when we think of that word, but even to just feel unloved, to feel rejected, Mm -hmm. feel constantly judged, to feel less than, to be disciplined in a way that our little heart when we were kids did not understand and was unable to accept. So many things translate into trauma and we hold these things in our bodies and we hold them in different parts of our body. Most people hold them in their heart or in their gut or in their like shoulders and neck. We hold different emotions in different systems of our body. And of course we can't go around just like I'm processing this. We can't constantly be processing, but we have to have those moments of, I think of every day, at least every few days, we have to take all these emotions that we're storing up because we just, we have to work or we have to parent or we have to take care of a parent. Like all of these things that we're storing up, even just walking down the street, sometimes we have to store our emotions. We can't like lash out. We have to take care of these emotions so that they get to flow. So I'm very big on that lately because just hold so much in. And it's harming them. And tapping is a way of it's stimulating the meridians in our body, like acupuncture does. And it's a very simple way to, you don't use needles. You can just tap like this. And it's a way to access all of those emotions that 
we're storing up. And so we can do really deep work with a practitioner and access stuff that happened when we were like six years old or 13 years old or whatever. And then if we want, we can just use it on a day-to-day basis to just deal with like how we're feeling because it really bothers me a lot because I see the effects of it. When people are like positive vibes only, everything's good, everything. I just can't understand that. I honestly can't. Yeah. How can we be positive all the time? And why would we even want to be? Yeah. It's just Why are we judging some emotions as being bad and negative and you should never have them? And it's not too far leap to, to say if you are having those emotions, you're negative, you're bad, you shouldn't be having them, you shouldn't be having them around me. You're, it's actually very limiting. I think people who are saying positive vibes only and stay positive all the time and your mindset has to be positive, right. I, I think they're trying to help, right? Are they trying to help? I find it unhelpful to say the least. So that's kind of who I speak to. My, that's who my clients tend to be is people who are like, I don't know how to be positive all the time. I want to be real. I have these feelings. I have anger, especially as women. Oh my gosh, we're not supposed to act angry ever. We're criticized if we show any anger. I I don't mean to imply that men get to do whatever they want to because they certainly don't either. But just as women, we're supposed to be so, you and I actually have talked about this once, such good girls all the time or we have to choose between being a good girl and being a bad girl which is I don't know because it could I just be who I am was that's an idea right so I love to be real I love the authenticity and if you do find a way like tapping or anything any technique you use to it's feel it to heal it is the most concise way I've ever heard it described is let's let the emotions like flow through us but if we're not even accepting that those emotions exist in us then how would we help them move through us it can get us through the day but it's not a great way to get through your life totally eventually some things eventually some things happen where you might where you're triggered and that's actually the trigger becomes a gift and something happened I got so triggered I got so angry I was by myself I wasn't going to take my anger out on anyone but I just got allowed the anger. I said, okay, creator, if this is what I'm feeling, this is coming up and this happened, it must all be for a reason and from you because I believe everything is the divine. So it has to be for my best good. I knew that in my mind. So I allowed the anger, got so angry. And after that anger flowed through, it's like, I felt liberated. Ah, I, felt, I love that. You felt, felt liberated. My, I felt a sense of self-worth that I didn't feel the same. <sighs> so in that way, I think that yeah, when you really allow yourself to be real, and the more real you allow yourself to be, there are a lot of gifts in that. The only trick is to make sure to be kind along the in the way. Yeah. We don't want to hurt somebody else. We don't want to victimize somebody just because they triggered yeah. us. And I love the, what you said, triggered. It's not always easy, but we it's all make not, mistakes. It's not easy. But you said being triggered is a gift. And you also said after you just let yourself feel angry and you... Oh my gosh, you did it so perfectly. You gave it to the universe. I actually went through an experience a few weeks ago. And one of my ways of self-care and of making sure that I have this equanimity is really what we're talking about. This authenticity, but also ability to go through my day without being triggered. Or if I am, I deal with it. And one of the ways I do that is by getting outside. It's one of the reasons that we moved from the city, which I love New York City, 
But in 2019, we moved to the country. But even when I was in a city, even if you live in a city, like you can still go outside. The sky is everywhere. <laughs> you can connect to the sky. You can somehow connect to the earth. Often there's water somewhere in New York. There's two rivers <laughs> that are surrounding us. And usually there's like a pond, a tree, something. And I was walking in our woods and connecting with nature. And I was trying to do that thing where you be positive, right? <laughs> because like I said, I feel like there's four different modes that people are usually in. And as I said, I can slip easily if I don't really be aware of it into victim mode. And I was walking along the woods and I was like, okay. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be, and this is my, the mode that I teach people to be in instead of their victim or forcer, bypass or whatever, co-creator mode. I, I was like, creator, I want to be in co-creator mode. Okay, I'm walking along. This is what I want. I'm using all my tools from Diana Steibel and Joe Dispenza and, and everybody, Thich Nhat Hanh. I'm like, yes, here we go. And I'm walking along. But my heart was happy because Something had happened with one of my kids and it was something big. And I, this feeling I had was just like sorrow, disappointment, fear. And I was like, creator, I want to be positive. I want to co-create. But what am I supposed to do with this? And I felt like I could just take it out of my chest. Like it's here. I, I, this is the way I work with clients too. One of the ways is I'm like, where do you feel that in your body? And they always, I feel it in my heart. What does it feel like? And to me, it just felt like this like heavy, like, Almost like it looked like a bomb, but it was just heavy. It wasn't going to go off. It was just going to sink, like an anchor, like sink me to the bottom of the ocean. And I was like, Creator, what do I do with this? And you know how you hear really clearly from Creator sometimes? What I got was just like, give it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just, here, this is it. And it was, what did I say? Sorrow, disappointment, fear. Here, this is it. This is all of it. So creator didn't say to pretend you don't have that. That's not good to have. That's not positive. Or put that away. Push it further down into your heart <laughs> until you don't feel it anymore. No, creator said, give it to me. And not everybody relates to that language of creator and like that, the pronoun me even, but that's how it felt to me. Uh, give it to, and I was like, oh, okay. And there were some tears and then I kept walking and then I was like, oh, now I feel in co-creator. Now I feel in flow because I didn't deny it. I didn't pretend that it was okay. Actually not okay. Not what I would have chosen. If I were in control, which I'm not. <laughs> Somebody else's life. Well, even if it's my kid, I'm not in control of that. They're in control or they're co-creating. That's what I try to get across to people is you're going to have like feelings. I'm not sure why everybody's so afraid of their feelings. Yeah. Let's not be afraid. Let's just feel them. I think people feel like they're going to be just eaten up by their feelings if they feel good i read something the other day also which i could relate to which was like when you were a child you weren't met with the understanding that you needed so like it gets in your energetic system it gets like locked in okay so when i have a big feeling that's overwhelming and scary okay i need to like deal with it over here but it's also been a positive thing for me because yeah i've been a person who deals with her feelings by herself but I've also learned so many tools. Yeah. You were speaking about being able to talk to myself, to talk to them. Or when you were speaking, I was also, it came to my Vienna heart song. So sometimes yeah. I sing it out. Sometimes I go into immerse myself in water. There's been times where I have a bad feeling in my stomach about something and I'll feel like nauseous and throw up. 
You and you get it out. Body, you just you puke it out. That's yeah, it's <laughs> happened a couple of times. Or just even just like making, even if nothing comes out, you just have this like purge. Yeah, I'm just like, get yeah. this like, bad feeling out. And yeah, obviously, then it becomes another matter of protect your energy. You know, because sometimes if your energetic field is so open, you can pick up things that aren't necessarily ours. Yeah, but there's a reason why we're able to latch onto them, and that kind of like overexposure and openness. Maybe it needs to be dealt with certain boundaries, like energetic you boundaries. Think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And that's been a big issue for me as well as is feeling other people's feelings, taking them on. And that's what as em- empaths, as healers, that's what we do. That's not what we should do. <laughs> that's what we tend to do until we get those boundaries. And that's what you probably know, like Zionists, I will call them rainbow children. That's what children who came here to help heal the earth that's often their go-to mode is to take in other people's energy so that they can heal it and make it okay. And as you can imagine, it, it then just toxifies them eventually. It's like a chaos in your system. <sighs> They're totally freaked out. Yeah. And what we can teach rainbow children and ourselves is instead of taking people's stuff in is to shine your light out, channel the light from the universe shine it out because you'll never no matter how much you take in you'll never be able to take in everything it doesn't work people have to do their own things they have to take care of their own stuff we can't do it for them but we can shine our light out some people have never felt any light their whole lives some of the stories tell me are like oh my gosh really that happened to you and it kept happening like they haven't felt love so they need that download of love. They need to feel love from us. But this is a trick. Have boundaries. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned boundaries because it's really important. Totally. And I also have moved into a different mindset because I used to feel like so upset that I took on everybody's stuff. I'm the empath and they're like more on the other spectrum. I don't even like to use words like that. But what I realized is, no, this is a lesson. Everything is a lesson for me. Because like you said in your video with the quote from the Wizard of Oz, yeah. I love <laughs> The quote from Wizard of Oz. It's been within you all the time. Like this whole simulation, yeah, it's the world responds to how I'm responding within myself. And I know that's a little bit deep and probably for some people, you might need to take some steps before you actually want to incorporate it in that way. But I had another woman on she's an, an expert in shame and abuse. Mm. She was very adamant that if somebody had been victimized, they were victimized. Yeah. I'm not denying that you can be victimized. Right. And that's horrible that you had to go through that. But then I also realized for myself that, and which maybe it can connect with somebody here is that, Oh yes, I could have been victimized in certain situations. Yes. But I also, it's also part of my soul's growth and my soul is infinite and so powerful and I have everything that I need to incorporate that growth. And like, that's the way that I take responsibility is for the healing, not for what happened. That's beautiful. You take responsibility for the healing, not for what happened. I think there's victims, but we can't change what happened. We can't go back and change it. And I think that's what a lot of people are actually doing by rerunning things in their minds constantly. Yeah, I think they're going back and trying somehow they don't know how to change what happened because they so wish that it hadn't happened they so wish that the other person had done something different they had done something different but it happened but what we can do is take responsibility for the healing of it that's such a good way to look at it and i think it has to do also with the longitudinal 
perspective of it. So if people just believe I was born, I didn't want to be born, but I got born to these two people who didn't know how to love, and then I got abused, and then I, and now this, and now that, and this is horrible, and then we can still work with that, but it's harder. But if people understand that they existed as a soul before they came here, <laughs> that's the longitudinal part, and that they have their life, and that then they will continue to exist as a soul after they go away from here, then they understand more. Oh, so I don't know really why I came to this particular set of parents, but apparently I had my reasons. <laughs> and so I guess I wanted to learn about love by not getting any or whatever it is. Then their soul will take that knowledge with them. Yeah. And not only will it affect future generations but even if people like say they don't have kids or say their kids just will not freaking learn anything from them or whatever it is they're still changing the course of humanity because they're changing themselves and when we change our own vibration we automatically change the vibration of anyone we come into contact with and that used to mean a physical thing and it it was vibrational but it was still mainly it was limited how many people did you come into contact with in your lifetime I guess a few thousand or whatever but now (laughs) that we have social media and online stuff and we can record classes and they can keep playing after we're dead and we now it's changed and we can affect millions of people so it matters the healing that we're responsible for really still matters or even if it was just us that would still matter totally it's actually relieving. I've been thinking about that recently too, because sometimes I get so stressed in my life. I'm like, oh, well, I'm this age and I want to do this. And why isn't this happened? And this happened and this happened. And then I'm like, okay, hold on a second. And this is a viewpoint that, by the way, if anybody is wants to learn more about theta healing, definitely check out Tara's work because she's an amazing theta healer and she's helped me for many years. Oh, and the viewpoint that came to me was like, wait a second, think about yourself. If I think about my, what takes the pressure off a little bit, because sometimes when you're so stressed about something and you feel that fear, it's, okay, I just need to get out of this fear place. And then it's like this of, oh, I don't have what I need and I need it now. Uh, okay. Wait a second. Imagine myself instead as a soul in the continu- continuum of eternity. And what is the correction or then when I say correction, what is the thing that I could be correction or could, you could use another word. What is the thing that I need to learn right now? What can I, what, it, what maybe decision do I need to make differently? And maybe it is just not falling into the fear and letting that consume me that will make the change on the level of my soul. Because if I watch a lot of these NDE, people who cross over, uh-huh. and when they get over, it's like there were certain points and certain things that they needed to do that were on that spiritual level, on the soul level to shift. So every situation in our life that appears to be physical, there's like that spiritual component. There's like a le- lesson behind it, something for us that we can learn. And in that, I find a lot of hope and I find a lot of strength because sometimes the physical situation can seem like really dire or bad. And then, oh no, what am I supposed to be learning from here? Then we can be really empowered. Exactly. I I love how you put that. Some people react negatively to the word lesson, even though you and I know lessons are good, but they're like, did you learn your lesson? People don't like that. And so for some reason, even just saying, what did you learn is a little better, but sometimes people don't like that either. So what I say is, what was your soul wanting to learn? And people are like, oh, so it takes them out of that physical, no, it wasn't my fault, or I don't know what I want to learn, 
but sick and tired of learning it. That's all I know. (laughs) And when they start to think about, oh, wait, what does my soul want to learn? Oh, they're immediately then feeling that connection. Like you said a little while ago, we're always connected to our higher selves. Yeah, but that's the least of it. And we're also always connected, and I know you know this, to our soul, which is higher than our higher self, if you had to draw a diagram. And like I said, to source, to universe. And I love, sometimes I use creator, that's what Ian Stiebel tends to use these days. 10, 15 years ago, when he used to say source. And that's when I was first, like 20 years ago, when I was first coming into Theta Healing, I was coming from saying God. Some people are fine with the word God. I liked the word God. I was taught to love God. I was taught that God loved me, but I was taught a lot of other things too that weren't maybe, weren't really conducive to flow. Let's put it that way. And so when I heard the word source, I was like, oh yeah, source. It's my source. It's where I came from. It's where I'll go to. It's and so still inside my head. That's what I say is source. It's so like non-denominational kind yeah. of. <laughs> I think it it really works. And stuff really. And also, I love the word because I've been thinking about this word this week. Also, source. It's funny that yeah. you mentioned it. Of course, and of course, never <laughs> coincidence. And what I was thinking about it is like because I've been thinking a lot about where we source our energy from. You yeah. know, and like why you people fall into like re- certain relationship dynamics it's because I, I believe that there's certain chords where we're sourcing our energy um, unconsciously and we may not have even like consciously agreed to it, but because of the way that our energetic system is set up from childhood. So we're going to be apt to source our energy from people pleasing or from this type of relationship. And this may not be what we want, but it's like how our energetic field is set up. So yeah. It's interesting that you say source because it's we can also source our energy from a lot of things related to ego. You know, we want to feel better than somebody else. Yeah. From, oh my gosh, you know, I call food. it the comparison yeah. compulsion. It, so when yeah. you say source, if I can like unplug myself from these sources that aren't real and they're not really serving me, then I can replug into the real source, the capital S. That's beautiful. If I can unplug myself <laughs> from these sources that are not serving me, yeah. then maybe I can plug myself into these source with the capital S. But like yeah. you said, we're always connected to the capital S. Always. Yeah. It's just feeling our connection. Yeah. And so that's why I keep saying you better have some tools, whether it's meditation, theta healing, tapping, Donna Eden energy work. Yeah. Those are the things I do. Just when I think I've heard it all, I'm like, no, I know all the healing techniques. Now I've heard of them all. People say, do you know of such and such? And I'm like, Another healing technique that I haven't heard of. And thank God there's so many because different things resonate for different people. Pick one, pick five, pick something. Because just I think we've all figured out since 2020, this is not working anymore. It gets you only so far. And like I said, you're storing stuff in your bodies, whether you know it or not, it's going to at some point come out and don't let it just come out. In fact, with you mentioned heart song, Ryan's exercise and heart song for people who don't know is just going into your heart. You go into a meditative state and then you like basically open your mouth and let sound out whatever feeling is in your heart. And it's called heart song. It is often not like a song at all. It sounds like crying or screaming, the sound of depression, whatever it is. It's almost like throwing up, like you said, I just need to purge something. And I always say, either you'll do heart song or heart song will do you. Because if you make time for it 
non-hard sewing isn't usually that fun of an exercise. Like all the fading healing exercises are like pretty fun, except for heart songs. So when I assign clients that like you need to do heart songs sometime in the next two weeks before, and then I check back about it, they're like, oh, I couldn't do it because this and this and this, because nobody wants to do it because it's scary and it doesn't feel good at first. But afterwards, what was that word you used? Afterwards, you feel liberated. So it's like it, it, either you'll do heart song or heart song will be you. Either you'll make time to take care of yourself or at some point you're going to either scream at somebody or get sick or start crying during a meeting when you're just so embarrassed about crying. Important people to care of our, yeah, it's important yeah. to take care of our energetic field yeah. and to care enough about ourselves. Esther Hicks vibe, to care enough about how we feel that we are willing to take the steps to maintain our, our ener- energy field, which is not always easy. Like I said, especially in relationship with other human beings. Those, it's those other humans, those are who makes it hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it's okay. We're never given more than we can handle. And any challenge that we're given, it's at least this is a mindset that works for me is that if I'm given the challenge, it's because somehow I need to grow through it or cleanse through and elevate myself in some way. And like or I maybe said, learn how to take care of myself. You know? exactly. I think that's, especially with women, a lot of times we're just not. We're taking care of literally every person in our lives, every person in our family, every person at work. We're taking care of any, everyone. And sometimes that's what we need to learn is, oh, I guess I should take care of myself. That can be a lesson. Definitely. <laughs> just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one theta healing session with me. do actual manifesting groups right or work sometimes yeah yeah i just did one last friday in fact if people want the recording it was really cool last friday i called it not just another manifesting master class because we Mm -hmm. don't talk about what are you going to manifest and what and then stay in a high vibration but we focused on okay what keeps coming up every single year on that manifesting list let's look at that and let's look at what mode you're in that is actually preventing you from getting that so if people want that recording we had a really nice group of folks there but we did record it with people's permission people can email me or if they want to email me at tara at beyondyourbelief.com they can direct message me here on instagram and also if people want to just have i have a free get unstuck session and people are stuck Mm -hmm. So they can contact me again, either here or go to beyondyourbelief.com. But yeah, but go ahead. What were you going to say about it? So you want me to do a thing? What do you want me to do? Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely check those resources out. And I was thinking because it's so powerful to do things in group and in connection with other people, can we do either a clearing session or a manifesting session, whatever comes in for you? Okay, sure. Okay, so you want me to just connect with everyone and ask Source <laughs> what people would most need? Yes. Okay, so as you know, Debbie, I'm just feeling my connection that's already there, and I invite everyone to do this. So let's take a deep breath. I invite you to close your eyes if you want to. I know we don't usually close our eyes on Instagram. We usually look straight into the camera, but if you would like to close your eyes, take a deep breath in through your nose, hold it for a few moments. 
and then breathe out this belly through your mouth. This actually just in taking that deep breath down regulates your nervous system. Try to let your shoulders just relax, you guys. And even roll your head a little bit. And now just envision going down into the earth, allowing a ball of energy to come up all the way up through your feet, your legs, through each chakra of your body, up your crown chakra, and going all the way up like it's in this tube of light, up, 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 through the sky, out of our galaxy, out of our universe. You're just envisioning your already existing connection to source, the universe, the creator, all that is. So from that place, and you can do this whenever you want, you guys. This is just feeling the connection that's already there. And I'm just asking, what do people need? And the first thing I'm getting is hope. So people are feeling like hopeless, but not even admitting that they feel hopeless because like I've been saying, it's not the thing that you're supposed to say. So we in Baby Healing, we do something called downloads, which is just like you would download your computer with a certain program. We can download ourselves from the universe with your permission. So this works live and recorded. So if you are watching this live or later and you would just say yes to receive these downloads, so would you like to know that it's possible and safe, what it feels like and how, and that you deserve to and are willing to feel hope. Just say. Yes, and also now I'm getting that you need the definition of hope. So I'm just going to ask, what is the definition of hope? Because I like to know. And it's kind of like a spiral. So we kind of tend to think of hope as it's like this ball of light that you should have. And I just don't have it and I can't feel it and I can't grasp it and I can't. But what I'm getting is that hope is more like a spiral of, it's like a very wide spiral of energy that we are just, we're just in it. Like you can't get out of it. It's like what I keep saying about our connection to source. It's just there. You cannot feel it, but it doesn't mean it's not there. So hope is like this spiral glowing energy that's all around us that we can relax into. So now I'm downloading the highest and best definition of hope, whoever wants that. And also, so I'm getting more discipline, which is a weirdly not terribly green light thing to get because it's something people come to me a lot. Like, I want to be more self-disciplined. I want to lose weight. I want to, and it's really never about that. It's never about discipline. It's never about losing weight. It's always about more like love or being safe or, but so I'm asking now just really quick before we finish up what this thing is about discipline. And what I'm getting is that it's like less think of, think less about being self-disciplined and more about being aligned because it's really what we say when we're like I wish I had more self-discipline and more self-discipline is I keep falling out of alignment with my true self and I don't know why so would you guys like to know that it's possible and safe what it feels like and how and that you deserve to and are willing to and able to live in your alignment with yourself and with the universe. So I'm giving you that download now. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed in my meditation practice lately, and we can just open our eyes from there, is that when I used to like always, oh, I can't meditate. And I started to be able to like meditate more. Like now I can do it because I keep practicing it. And what I realized was, oh, when I was saying I can't meditate, I used to bring myself back from when your thoughts wandered. 
And I'll be like, oh, stop it. Why do you always have to think about stuff like that? Just think about your breath. No wonder I didn't want to come back to that. It was being reprimanded. Like that sucks. When I finally started softening myself and would bring myself back more, you know what? You were thinking about that. And it makes sense that we're thinking about that because you're so concerned about it. But we're just going to think about our breath right now, okay? Then I wanted to come back because I was being kind to myself. Was, oh, good. I want to go back to that space of light. That's what alignment is, you know? It's that. It's not, damn it. And we can't be slapping ourselves in the face emotionally or psychically. We just come back. We go, oh, I'm back in alignment now. Okay. Ah, oh, got it. It's so nice to be back in alignment. That's it. Beautiful. Wow. I still feel like I'm flying a little bit. <laughs> from you, your... In a good way or do you feel ungrounded? Because I can ground us back down if you want. Oh, no, I'm good. It's okay. Yeah. We're Yeah, we used to always ground people back down. Now we're finding that people are grounded. What they need is that connection up. Most people. And if anybody is feeling like super floaty or like weird, just imagine coming back down into your body, going all the way back down through all your chakras, through your feet and back down into the earth. And then you can bring it back up. But most of us need that sort of lift of feeling our connection up that's so beautiful wow thank you so much Debbie thank you for having me this has been delightful so thank you delightful it's been so much fun and something that just came to mind which I'll share because it just came to mind was in those moments where you're like oh did I do this right did I not do this right you ever find yourself in those moments questioning anybody who's listening to this for whoever it just came in when we were in the theta it was like just come back remember that the soul in our connection to the divine is always secure and it's like we can always reach for that so we can say you know what instead of going into that doubt and worry say maybe I didn't say the right thing or maybe I didn't do the but I know that the light is with me anyway and it'll be okay and that will prevent you from reacting and trying to control and trying to manage so that's absolutely Debbie, I love that beautifully said mm-hmm. amen thank you thank you guys so much for joining thank you again Tara Of course. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I truly hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care. Lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.